It's less like that and more like, don't insert yourself in my process. Like, if I need to warm up, I'll Ooh. do it on my own. And I and I okay. and I don't want to like I don't I don't want to be pressured into some sort of group experience that actively like makes me annoyed before a show, uh, rather than doing my own thing. What if you're playing a character who's like super annoyed about everything? Oh, <laughs> oh and you want and you want me to kind of like like method act my way into it? Well, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm just asking if you're mm-hmm. that's what Brando did. That's what Brando did. Well, I do want to be like Brando. He used to he used to go up to Robert De Niro and pants him every morning and De Niro just hated it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are you doing? <laughs> it's method acting. <laughs> Showing no, everyone your dick. That's Robert De Niro's dick, everybody. <laughs> I'm Marlon Brando. <laughs> My name is... Mr. Sour Pickles. They are the visionaries. Rappling hook. Unlock it, dick. All about helping people. Hold up with people. We're getting on my nerves, horse. We can't ever go back to Arizona. I'm running a rube. How did JFK get my spaghetti video? To help them fight Mondragor. Good morning, everybody. Welcome again to Saturday Morning Tuesdays, the adult podcast about children's cartoons. I'm Austin. I'm Rory. I'm Andy. And I'm Shane. And Shane's here, everybody. Oh! We've got Shane. Ooh. We've got a guest. And it is a he's very... He's kind of a guest. He it's sort of a lateral a, he's move. He's a guest on our show. Yes, it's a lateral yeah. move. Not going to lie. He sort of came over from Studio B over into Studio A. <laughs> Uh, I'm from I'm from I'm from the sibling the sibling podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, from the Infinite Backlog, which y'all should definitely be listening to. It is great. Um, should definitely check out mm, the episodes that I did recently. Um, okay, those are well, really we're fun. done with that now. You can okay. move on. Okay. Well, I don't want to. <laughs> um, no, Shane's here, and we are doing a whole new mini arc within our maxi arc. I guess it's, it's not about Maxie's world, different. <laughs> <laughs> but we, this is our this is our umbrella arc of magical girls, and I'm we hearing just my did... physical DVD copy of Maxie's world <laughs> scream from inside the trunk Maxie. that I locked it in. <laughs> Let me out! Let me Maxie, out! Maxie, Maxie, TV show, Maxie, Maxie. It's like Jumanji rules for the Maxie's World DVD, right? Like you start playing it, yeah. you have to finish it. Yeah. <laughs> I, wish Jumanji, I wish Jumanji rules was a more common phrase. <laughs> oh. But look, everybody, we did we did um, three episodes of, well, six episodes of Star, but three podcast mm, episodes. Um, and we talked a lot about Star. And Sailor Moon R and Darian breaking up with Serena. It was fun drama. Oof. And now we are on to a new magical girl show to pair a new a new cheese to our Sailor Moon wine. And mm-hmm. uh, do you think Sailor Moon is the wine? I think Sailor Moon mm. is the wine. It is the aged, it is the more aged property, right? It won't well, always be. Oh, that's true. Uh, I, I, I'm just, I, I think there's I think there's conversation. I, th- I think there's a conversation to potentially be had. I agree. It's pretty cheesy. You gotta admit. Oh. But Sailor Mo- Serena sure does whine a lot. What are we doing? <laughs> Why are you doing this? Okay. This has been my t- my tight five for for boomers. Boom the boomer only comedy club. Boomers. <laughs> boomers love rhymes. 
<laughs> I'm auditioning for a spot on Doonesbury, maybe, or the Lockhorns. Oh, that'll be good. <laughs> you know, when they make the big budget, like, cartoon adaptation of the Lockhorns. Hey, hey, Andy, I want to punish you what? for your for your Boomer Type 5. Uh, can I okay. punish you for that? Um, can you tell us what show we're going to be watching today? <laughs> well, it's not every day someone asks you if they can punish you. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you I'll tell you what we're watching today. Um, the pronunciation of it is uh, up for debate, I think. I'll say the name of it is Puella Magi Madoka Magica. Uh, but there's an equally valid case to pronounce it Puella Magi Madoka Magica. Uh, because it is Latin, but it's like bad Latin. Mm, We're not yeah. going to get into this so, right now. I will. I will admit to uh, being in Colombia and using Hulu. Uh, I I spent a non a non insignificant amount of time trying to figure out why I was why I got the show in Spanish uh, with the Puella. Oh. I was sort of like oh. thrown off. Yeah, and it's just a yeah. it's just in there. It's just part of the name. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, and and strangely, I think in originally the, the the actual Japanese name of the show is Maho Shoujo Madoka Magica, which is just Magical Girl Madoka Magica. Uh, but like many like many anime, they have not only a Japanese title, but what they think the English language title should be, and they're both yeah. somehow incorporated into a fucked up, really convoluted logo. Um, and the English is funny. Anyway, Puella Magi Madoka Magica is the, the show that we are now watching alongside Sailor Moon R, and I'm very excited about it. I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say. Am I the only one who's watched it? I believe what? you are. Oh, you mean all of it? I was like, no, we all, yeah. we all watched it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right. I love that. Uh... Well, I'm going to take that pause as a way of saying that Austin has abdicated control of this episode and given it to me, so let's no, dive to, right in. I had to burp. Yeah, yeah. A crash of thunder. A brilliant flash of Everybody, you just heard what is probably the most bangingest hot rock tune to ever come out of the early '90s, and uh, we're here. Oh, you want me to use it as the transition? I think we have to. I think there's as no many way. times as possible, probably. <laughs> I think it would be a cruel joke on our listeners to to deny to them, them the song. Yeah, to make them wait. Oh man, God, it is. Uh... Yeah, okay, first, first <laughs> take us in, and then we'll talk about Stan Bush. All right, so this is Sailor Moon 61, Naughty, nice, Naughty, nice. Rini tries to go back to the future because she feels that she does not belong in the present, but Katsy and Birdie surprise and attack her. She manages to escape, 
But later, the Negamoon sisters and their leader, Rubius, battle against <laughs> Sailor Moon and the other Sailor Scouts who try to protect Rene. <laughs> yeah. yeah, boys and girls. Rubius is still just a really funny name for a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, he's a fancy lad. <laughs> uh, okay, I mean, should we start off by talking about this song? Because, like... Yeah, this is fuck. a... This is a this is a Digimon level new song. Yes, it's really good, but it's also not that good. And it's a, it's completely tone deaf to the situation, but it's, oh, absolutely. it's a sweet it's a sweet <laughs> banger, and they could not be they couldn't be fucked to hold on to it any longer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's called "She's Got the Power." This is indeed like we didn't miss its first iteration or anything. This is the first episode they've used it in, and it's performed by Stan Bush. And it's if that really sounds Stan familiar, Bush. yes, if that wow. sounds familiar, it's because he's the one who also did the touch for the Transformers movie soundtrack. I was <laughs> thinking it was the touch ripoff when I heard the song. I didn't realize that they literally got Stan Bush to just kind of do it again. Get at the touch. She's Get got the power. the power. Yeah, yeah, and the song's called "She's Got the Power." It's like fuck. Anyway, I like it. Hey, it's Stan. really dumb. Hey Stan, remember uh, your Transformers song about having power? Uh, can we use it? Oh no. Uh, hmm. Uh, here's a new idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh Fucking A. So um, this episode wasn't, I would say, uh, a typical Sailor Moon episode that we've seen in this run so far. Um, yeah. We didn't get any droids this time. No uh, droids. Shane, no droids. for this run, we've had some wild monsters of the week. Uh, can you, let's see, Rory, do you remember what our droid was last week? <laughs> The droid last week wasn't it the uh, wasn't it the hair dryer the hair dryer droid <laughs> yeah. yeah droid thunderclap <laughs> <laughs> droid thunderclap that's actually two weeks ago at this point oh yeah um, no uh, so so yeah I mean I know Shane you've you've watched all of Sailor Moon before but I know that this is it's probably been a minute since you've seen all of this it, uh, well, it has been a minute but I do like the the droids are literally everything yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but this one this one actually felt kind of uh dope. It was almost like a weird like emotional mid-season finale or something. It was like really climactic and everyone showed up together and was like facing off like like two angry teams being baller at each other. Like, you know, and and in true Sailor Moon fashion, we don't get to see much of the action, but like it was nice. Like everyone was in the same place. And that's mm-hmm. so rare. It is rare. I like it. It feels like they're a team. Obviously, Rubius is going to be the the you know the final boss or whatever. Uh, and then I, there's a new one that maybe we've already seen before. Maybe we ha- we haven't. It could just be my bad memory. But there's this guy named Wise Man. Oh no, Wise uh, Man is new. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember Wise Man. <laughs> and boy, so. does he like talking about what's happening in the future? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This dude is coming to us from Crystal Tokyo, from the future, Crystal <laughs> Tokyo. And <laughs> the things he describes are really weird it's like we suddenly get a lot of world building about this other time that we haven't had before where he's like talking about capturing crystal points in this like future war and force fields and we see all these spaceships and it's like jesus christ (laughs) this is a lot all of a sudden and none of it's immediately relevant and by the way wise men how are things in the future have you conquered any more crystal points there no we haven't 
It hasn't helped that you failed to capture any crystal points yourself. I don't understand. I thought the fight was going better. It was until we decided to launch an all-out attack on a crystal point near the Royal Palace. We've never encountered such resistance. Our forces were held off by a strong energy force field. We couldn't even get close. Yeah, it's like this is his cool screenplay that he wants to to produce and like it's not going to plan. It's like, well, in my cool vision has all this stuff happening. But are you picturing the spaceships? Because I feel like if you're not, I can see why there might be some. No, Tokyo is crystal. I'm telling you again, it's like Tokyo, but it's crystal. You don't understand. They're talking about crystal points, too, <laughs> that we've never heard. They're suddenly talking about crystal points. Which... Yeah. Have you gotten any crystal points taken care of? No. Have you? <laughs> well, not really. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like some weird, uh, like, yeah, like a Chuck E. Cheese system of, like, accruing, accruing oh. enough crystal points. I like that. I wasn't thinking, oh. like, they were a currency, but I like that idea. What are they going to trade them in for, though? I don't know. One of those, like... Little monsters that goes on your finger, or like the little sticky hand. Oh, oh sticky the sticky hand. 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 The sticky <laughs> hand was a staple. Was a staple for me. Why? Why are we fucking around with these ten thousand dollar prize monies? But you can just get a bunch of sticky hands. <laughs> get sticky hands that'll get covered in pubes right away. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like maybe Austin's immediate use is a little different than mine. <laughs> yeah, where where do you put that sticky hand, Austin? Because most of us uh, hit windows and maybe the wall or our cats. <laughs> Oops, I hit my dick again. Oh, well. <laughs> the best part is Austin is like, I, yeah, I had a full bush when I was playing with the sticky hands. <laughs> yeah, this really puts it in a time, pl- a time frame for us. And I, I, yeah, we're learning a lot. Yeah. I, I, uh, no, I, I, I loved, I loved this episode from a lot of angles. Um, it's surprisingly like emotional and sweet. You know, I feel like this is a real turning point for uh for Rini and Serena. Mm-hmm. Um both in Rini sort of being more honest about like her being scared and lonely and all this stuff and Serena sort of being like, "Okay, I actually do care about this stupid thing." And this kid. is the first yeah. time she doesn't just like roofie her way out of trouble. Right. Yeah, Rini's <laughs> just been like like using her weird she's mind been, control she's powers. Blasting yeah. the, she's been blasting that gun around town. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the start of the episode is kind of what kicks off everything. Um, she, uh, Serena, I should say, Serena is having a dream where she's finally getting married to Darian in some kind of rabbit church. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Look at all these gifts. <laughs> Which um, I suppose is a little bit less uh, random in the traditional Japanese. Yeah. Right? Because her yeah, name is yeah, Rabbit. That Usagi connection. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> which we still, yeah, don't don't have that full context for in the deep dub. They're trying to, they're trying to get it in there for, you know, for Yeah, reasons. a little bit. Um, but then Serena gets woken up and realizes that Rini is in her bed and Rini again again and you know is is thinking that you know she wants to sleep with mommy and uh you know is is dreaming or whatever and then Serena calls her two different variations of um a fungus fungus she yeah. says she's a naughty sneaky little fungus out of my bed you little spore yeah, yeah. 
And like, that's, I don't know. I feel like that's extra rude. Like fungus feels like lower than most casual insults to me. Uh-huh. I feel like there's not, there's not really quite enough context to be, to be truly wounded by being called a spore, but it was a funny line. And there is, some, yeah. you know, there's a little bit of literary, there's a little bit of English 101 you can do on that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. And that basically causes Rini to like run out crying. Right. Which again, I mean, I have to, I mean, with all the gaslighting we put up with three years of Luna and now <laughs> Rini, every time we saw Rini before, she was like clearly antagonizing Serena. And there's one Yeah, Rini's been a pill. This, this is the first time this has been kind of a genuine sort of moment between them where she just wanted to sleep with a grown up for a little bit of, uh, you know, emotional support. But it's like, right. Fuck that. Right. You've, right. you've spent the last. You spent the last eight episodes or whatever <laughs> doing nothing. You literally shot Serena with a pistol in the first episode. <laughs> I have to keep coming back to that. Um, there's all, but there's also a, a great moment too where Luna is talking to Serena and saying like, "Oh, just think, she's out there all alone, thinking nobody cares about her, and no one does." The obnoxious brat. I'm going shopping. <laughs> yeah, she's totally, she she's totally right, lot. Luna. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite moment early on was when uh when serena gets in trouble with her family because of how mean she's being to rini and she's forced to do all the chores and we see her little brother we see sammy and he he has he's refused an offer to go hang out with a friend and he refuses the idea of a ten dollar bribe nothing could tear him away from sitting and watching serena have to do chores it's like his (laughs) television double chores again i love this since rini's been here i never get in trouble anymore why don't you keep your big mouth shut sammy you know you could move out and give rini your room i'd love to but where would i go serena you could go stay over at bobby's no it's way cooler watching you get in trouble i'll give you ten dollars but yeah, the the rest of the episode is is sort of after Rini has run away and Serena finally is like, okay, fine, I'll go find her. And uh and that's you know, her finding Rini is is the the it's the structure bit around which literally everything in, uh, in the episode happens. Right. She walks in on Rini sort of monologuing her entire woe of the season. <laughs> yes. Uh and it's it's odd. It's like there's a lot revealed when Rini is by herself talking to Luna Ball and Serena is clearly listening in. And I'm waiting for the show to imply somehow that Serena doesn't know these things. Like, I'm I'm waiting for that other shitty shoe to drop where they're going to be like, the future? What do you mean? When, like, <laughs> they're just talking about being from the future. Like, they're literally just, like, using plain English to talk about her being from the future and Serena's listening. So they better not pull any bullshit after this. That's <laughs> yeah. all I'm saying. Well, but everyone is kind of trying to figure it out at this moment, right? And it's kind of like the dominoes are falling into place for all the characters where Mm -hmm. each of them knows like a part of the story. Yeah. Yeah, but they don't really know anything concrete. And I think they are just going to be waiting around for everything to get explained to them in in a single scene. Yes. Yeah, I I like... I like how sad I like how sad Rainy is because I'm a fucking <laughs> sociopath. But no, I like I like how sad Rainy gets because she truly just wants to go home, and she misses her mom. And somehow she hasn't put two and two together, even though she's lived her whole life with her mom. And Serena clearly looks like a young version of her mom, and she's Sailor Moon, and her mom's like the Moon Queen or some bullshit. And it's like, how are you not doing 
like, why do you not know? But she still somehow doesn't know that Serena's her mom and she's looking for her mom. Well, there is a scene where she is like, no, it couldn't be her. She's so mean to me and she hates me. There's no way it could be her. <laughs> so misdirection. Right. Yeah. So there's a there's a bit of that. She has some inkling, but I think she denies yeah. it because Serena's been been real nasty to her. Well, well, if that's what they're doing, then she hasn't put two and two together that, of course, she hates you. You showed up with a gun. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you showed up with a gun and you haven't told her who you are. So, like, uh-huh. Tell me more. <laughs> Basically, there's then there's, like, a big confrontation. And that's, you know, I mean, that's really the gist of it, right? With this song playing. <laughs> oh, my God. Because after this, like, really tender moment of, like, you know, deep tears. The beat and, drops. And, yeah. <laughs> and then our friend Stan Bush shows up. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's like, I don't know. I, it, it's like, just like everything else in this show, it, it falls just sort of cool. But the concept of everything that's happening is very cool, right? Like in a high budget version of this, we'd see a lot of like one-on-one -on -one clashes. They do that thing where like for no reason at all, the uh, they all pair off against the same element. It's like, why would the lightning one fight the other lightning one? <laughs> fight the water one. Because it's going to be fewer, you know, less less ink on the frames, I guess. <laughs> I guess, because then they can just do the same, like, <laughs> the water attacks just sort of swirl around each other. I don't know. It's Look, just... Since the, yep. since the plot wasn't, like, crazy heavy on this one, I do have a few weird quibbles. Um, okay. There's a couple times in, near the end where they... I don't know if they've always done this, but they say the Sailor Scouts, like they put the, the emphasis on scouts. Mm. It feels like Sailor Scouts, right? Sailor right. Scouts. The Sailor Scouts. Ah, it's the Sailor Scouts. The Sailor Scouts. The Sailor Scouts. <laughs> and that really just, that really just steams Austin up inside. Yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is, it is where, I mean. You know, we could blame it on Canada again, right? I mean, it's easy to blame. Oh, God. I, I, don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Just I, go past not, it. We're moving. We're moving on. The ghost of Robin Williams is, is staring at me from like two inches away going, uh-huh, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, no, stay away. I can't do this right now, Robin. I can't do this, Robin. <laughs> You're such a little South Park. <laughs> um... I, I also did love, uh, I want to clip drop our Serena voice actor, uh, Terry. Is it Terry Hawks? Is that right? I think it still is. I'm not positive. Um, she has a line when she's looking for Rini. She's kind of doing this like sneaky, hmm, where could that Rini be? Now, what is she doing? <laughs> I love the stupid noises she makes. She makes incredible <laughs> noises to fill the time. It really makes you think about like how completely fearless uh, yeah, a, a, a voice actor like that has to be to just just emote that much. <laughs> it's incredible. They must have. I don't. I'd love to have been in the room when she was just doing stuff where they were like, I don't know, just like make more noises. Mics, the mics live. We're recording. Just go for a while. Like, yeah, that's wild. So the sailor says this week is about being nice to babies and siblings and like <laughs> little little kids. <laughs> Because we all know babies suck, and they're really annoying. Have you ever just hated a baby? <laughs> well, yeah, except the, the reason we're talking about it, at least the reason I wanted to bring it up, is because 
the the weird way that they qualify and tell you not to be not to be mean to to your little brother <laughs> or sister is because they might they say be patient with your little brothers and sisters one day they might grow up and be a whole lot bigger than you sailor moon says yeah <laughs> it's an odd like, threat they really sting it with a threat at the end <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not why you should be nice no <laughs> They're, they're like, don't abuse that child because one day they're going to come back and they're going to kick the shit out of you. Yeah. <laughs> one day your little brother's going to become Paul Bunyan and fucking pound your ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought when they said that phrase, too, I was like, I kind of half expected the, the sentence to stop. And it was like, yeah, don't be mean to your little brother because one day they might grow up. And I was like. They might grow up? <laughs> <laughs> well, if the cholera doesn't get them. Wait, what? <laughs> it's like Little House on the Prairie, man. You don't know which kid is going to make it. <laughs> you could be as mean to that baby as you want. <laughs> no The trick is to learn baby? how to spot the cholera ones. <laughs> oh, Christ. No, but yeah. don't be mean to babies, I guess. Yeah, it's a weird one. <laughs> Oh, here comes, might here comes Austin. Here yeah, comes Austin. No making fun of cholera. <laughs> well, hey, everybody. It's another one of our world-famous mid-roll segments where we talk <laughs> about Patreon. It is that time. We Saturday morning Patreon. Tuesdays, home of the world famous mid roll. <laughs> <laughs> With extra butter. <laughs> yeah, look, y'all, uh, this is our time where we remind you that we have a Patreon and mm. you should go to it and support it. And if you do, then we love you very much, like extremely much. And we really do. We it's have nice. a brand new one. We have a brand new patron that we want to shout out. So we want to thank Aaron as our new patron. Thank you very much. Welcome to the crew. Thanks, sweetheart. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I don't know. Part of what we do is, you know, we'll we'll say your name. Uh, we can. And our contract is done. And you get nothing else done. from us there. <laughs> the name is spoken, and our and the dark deed is complete. <laughs> uh, and that happens on. Well, that's actually a great a great segue to talk about our tears, isn't it? Andy, yeah. you want to bring us in? I can, I can definitely give a little overview. So uh, if you are a $1 patron, $1 a month, we will shout out your name, as we have just done on this podcast. And you also get access to vote on our very regular uh, polls. And we do polls on our Patreon to decide what we do for special episodes. And so we've we've largely done, like relegated our choosing our one-offs uh, to patrons. And that's been really fun and a really fun way to get people to like join in on our decision-making process. Uh, if you're on the $5 tier, you get access to Saturday morning, Tuesday's episodes uh, a few days before they come out. So you'll get them typically on Saturdays. And uh, that's pretty dope. You'll also get access to any bonus content that we make specifically for Patreon. This is very n notable because we did just recently make, if you're enjoying our Magical Girl arc, we made during the hiatus a special bonus Magical Girl episodes More just for patrons. Girl. Just yeah. more magical girls. Tell me what that one was about. That was about the show Totally Spies, which we watch with Shane. <laughs> and if you're a Dude. fan of Totally Spies, or if you're not, uh, you're going to have a great time. 
If you're not a fan <laughs> of Totally Spies, but you are a fan of uh, any any number of a list of kinks, you'll have a fun time with our conversation about it. <laughs> do you it. have a list of kinks? <laughs> I do like to think of our Patreon content as a bit of an after dark situation. It yeah. is kind of. Uh, it is some of my Tuesdays nights. Uh, not yeah. all of it, but uh, yeah, some of it gets a little blue. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, we do have fun. we do have plenty of uh, of other bonus episodes though, so stuff that's never gone on our public feed that you can check out if you join yeah, on five dollars. Yeah, you really ought to. Also, uh, then we have our eight dollar tier, which mm-hmm. is just for fun, really. Um, but more uh, money. Now you get the digital. You get the digital copy of Shane's postcard. That's true. That's true. We've added Shane to our army and Shane brings with him a set of skills, a very particular set of skills, which means every month he's going to be drawing a postcard for the $11 tier, which is new. Yeah. Um, and you will get a monthly postcard, but at the $8 tier, you get a digital copy of that as well. And yeah. we love you very much. We'll send you a personalized message at mm-hmm. both of these upper tiers and we'll say how much we love you, but only yeah. for you. This is like this is like the private private <laughs> club, the Velvet Rope Club, and you should check it out. I think probably. And there's actually, I guess, sort of a secret tier, like a secret menu, like a White Castle secret menu. Um, if you leave us a five star review on uh, on iTunes on Apple Podcasts, uh, Andy will spell out your entire review in alphabet cereal and and eat it off and just eat it off the counter <laughs> yeah soggy and lukewarm and i have to and fill myself doing wet it. nobody said you had to wet <laughs> wet Pour the milk cereal. all over the table because <laughs> the cereal gets lonely uh, without milk <laughs> yeah yeah, no, that's a real thing, I guess, that I have to do. Uh, so go ahead and do that if you like what our content is. So Also, you get all of the other benefits at the upper tiers, of course. Yeah, that goes said, without saying. Except we'll yes. say your name, except we'll also say your social security number. We'll sing your social. <laughs> we'll sing your social security number on the show. Uh, we'll sing it out. Who hasn't wanted their social turn into a jingle? Yeah. Yeah. This this is our new our new idea. We try and tap into to what we know people want. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. if you if you're a fan of 2012, you might remember Songify the News, but we're gonna <laughs> Songify your social. Auto tune my social security. Uh, so all of that is wonderful, and you should do it. Also, if you can't, we understand, and we're upset. But you can also join the Discord for yes. free and join in with us. Uh, join the conversation. Uh, but you also do get Discord benefits by joining our Patreon. And uh, both things are great. And do both. Just do both. Yeah. Yeah. And enjoy the rest of the episode. Yeah, it's time for more anime because I realized just now that this is all anime all the time right now. This arc is like some sort of weird catnip for me and I am all about it uh, because hey, we are down. doing 
No! Uh, we're doing Madoka Magica, Puella Magica, Madoka Magica, episode one, which is entitled, I first met her in a dream or something. And here's a summary. After having a strange dream, Madoka Kaname is supposed is surprised to find the girl from her dream, Homura Akemi, has enrolled at her school. Seeming to know her already, Homura warns Madoka to stay the way she is or else she will lose everything. Uh, I, I, this is going to be a weird exercise in like, I don't know how much I want to spoil and I don't know right. like how much the conversation is going to kind of like already tint perception and whatnot, but I'm interested to hear what you guys thought just like on episode one, like first reactions. Yeah. The show, so, the show slaps. The show fucking slaps. It's cool. And it is, it's, it's, it comes out of the gate with a really strong sense of self and visual intelligence that immediately grabbed me. Yeah. Um, the characters are fine and we'll talk right. about them. Like they, they've got, they've got good moments, but I don't think that we've, we didn't see a lot of groundbreaking, uh, you know, character study going on in this episode, but I have some compliments for Madoka, but the rest of the crew felt pretty, pretty generic. Yeah. Well, and, and I think this is, again, I think this is why it's going to be hard to talk about it at just one episode, because mm -hmm. this is very clearly just the first, like, little, like, appetizer for this full sure. meal uh, that I assume we will get. And so, you know, I don't expect to see a lot of, you know, what where things will go yet, because, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's clearly... What what got me right now is it's clearly telling a story and it's clearly saying yeah. stuff all over the place. Like it, it it is filling every scene with intentionality that I think yeah. is really really interesting. Um, the uh, after this this sort of weird dream sequence this morning we have uh, Madoka waking up and having I don't know this really interesting morning where you get to meet the family. She lives in some family. sort of strange garden mansion, but. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool. But her mom, like her mom waking up and being like a sleepy, seems like a kind of deadbeat mom who then through the, over the course of brushing her teeth, like kind of does her own magical girl transformation into business <laughs> mom fun. and kind yeah. of changes her personality from being like, into being a everyone. badass. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. Into being a hot young badass. Their yeah. parents are children. Their parents are with a stay at home like, dad. <laughs> yeah, 25. Yeah. With a hot daddy with an anime hot dad. Yeah. 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 God, I, yeah, I, I mean, to, to, you know, before we move on, I want to, to address what you were saying, Austin, uh, I was, I was okay putting this show in this format of the arc because we were going to get three episodes. Um, there's something that, I don't know. It, it's not like a hard and fast term that literally everyone uses, but in the anime, you know, communities, sometimes people uh -oh. call it the, get <laughs> sometimes ready. people call ready this dust the, off the, some. Get ready to dust off some demerit. So the demerit, the demeritometer. Sometimes people call this the Madoka rule, which is giving an anime three episodes to decide. Mm, and interesting. I, I think that Madoka does a great job capturing you in episode one and making you want to come back. But you get a fuller picture of what all twelve are going to be like after three. And so I'm excited to watch three with you and then talk afterwards. Um, but right now, all we've seen is one, and I think it has hints. I think it has hints of like the the flavor of what this this piece of meat is, um, but one thing that you should know is that this was this was marketed very standard magical girl, 
I think. And and the OP, the 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 intro song is and the and the sequence is very like also kind of standard magical girl and cutesy. Uh, there's a couple little weird things intentionally in it, marketed like, or mismarketed or are you not intention sure? intentionally mismarketed. Okay. Uh, and I'm not trying to say that this isn't a regular magical girl show. I think at its core it is, but uh, they the like evolving tone of the show is not something that they chose to market. They marketed it at where it starts, sure. and as a result, I think it surprised a lot of people who were watching it week to week. Um, and especially after week one, where it's kind of like, like, I mean, I'm assuming you guys can sort of feel at the end of this episode that it's like kind of a, a strangely dire magical girl situation. Uh-huh. Like things have things have some pretty upsetting stakes. Like you can already tell, like the the characters that you meet are like tortured, upset people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's all I'll say this week. Um, yeah. Shane, where are you at? I, I mean, I'm 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 living there, too. The whole time. I was watching it. I was like, oh, I love how shiny it is. And then I was like, <clears throat> probably, excuse me, probably like halfway through. I was like, mm, this is really dark. Oh, uh-huh. like it It just kept building from from the beginning of the episode. Like it it, it didn't stop building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So speaking of the sort of the, the twang of darkness, when I think I got, I mean, I was it visually hooked right away. And when I was sort of leaned forward in my seat was this very sad but you know played for a laugh and in in itself is is pretty funny uh you know sort of insight into madoka's just rock bottom self-esteem where she is she's worried that a a ribbon in her hair makes her look too flashy yeah uh-huh. and just like oh god this poor girl is just yeah ravaged yeah. by doubt well, and there's there are all these really interesting interactions that all sort of in context, you know, like clearly are shedding light on something, you know, th- this like heavy authorial intent from the like teacher who's talking about eggs and how we've just entered egg talk. We've just entered a new segment of the show called egg talk. Now, I felt like because Andy. Andy refuses to learn how to cook or eat eggs, that this would be a reasonable time to talk about what happened in this scene. So they're in Comac. Please and, teach me. And I know the, nothing of your egg world. The, the, professor, the professor has asked a quote unquote trick question. How do you fry an egg? And, uh, and a boy answers, well, you can fry it both ways. And uh, he is he's, sunny side he's up la- hard. Yeah. Or. Or hard, yeah, over hard, <laughs> over hard. I just, I just heard sunny side up or hard. How do you like your eggs? Hard. Uh, <laughs> that is what sometimes Andy. Sometimes people okay. say that, but these, but egg. these are your silly egg terms. <laughs> <laughs> there is, in fact, only one way to fry an egg. Oh, Rory's Rory's coming down here and and saying saying some. some you shit. cannot you cannot flip an egg. Uh, you can you can flip you can cook it you can cook a, an egg you know a uh, hundred ways probably more but a fried egg is not is not just like flipping eggs whenever you want like some sort of hooligan in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I will have order in my kitchen. <laughs> uh, but no, I I liked I liked I mean I mean I'm interested in what you what you're thinking about that scene because it was like. You know, we we got the we got a hint that the teacher was like 
it, like three months into a new relationship. And then she brings up this whole egg thing as a way of like backdooring her personal problems into the homeroom conversation. Yeah, I think there was a, there was a hint of that, of the sort of, uh, was it Miss uh, Haruna? And then I think there's also a fun twist. Although I disagree with the content of the dialogue, uh, the boy did get the home ec question right in the context yeah. of the show. And I think that was right. also sort of meaning, not meaningful, but intentional mm-hmm. for sure. Well, and what the teacher was also communicating was that like, you know, like girls, like you can fry your eggs however you want and don't handle a guy who like is picky about eggs and guys don't be picky about your eggs to to ladies or whatever. And yeah, are mm-hmm. you listening, Rory? Are you listening to what <laughs> okay, Austin now, is saying? Now, <laughs> let's be clear. I'll eat a sunny side up, a sunny side up egg and I'll eat a flipped egg. What we're talking about is whether what has been served on the plate is a fried egg. <laughs> is that what we're talking it's real, about? It's a real it's nomenclature. What Rory's talking about. <laughs> Rory's stuck on the eggs, and Austin's already in metaphor land, but Rory just is really still upset about the egg on his plate that someone tried to call a fried egg, and they're fucking lying to me. <laughs> no, I'm not, I, I'm not being gaslit. I know who's right in this situation. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it is just to say that so much of this show already is about expectations being put on girls um, and conversations between like mothers and daughters. Like the friend is saying like, oh, my mom has been take- making me go to tea ceremony school because, mm-hmm. you know, she wants me to do that. And, you know, we have this conversation with Madoka and her mom and like, yeah, her mom, her mom says something like, uh, like, like Madoka's like, oh, but I don't have any secret admirers. And her mom's like, yeah, but you should walk around as though you do. It's like, like she's trying to teach her how to be a boss bitch like she is. Uh-huh. Um, well, and like the girls are drawn, I, you know, if you compare it to Sailor Moon or to a lot of other shoujo manga where they're very like tall and clamp style, I don't, these, these girls look younger. They really feel yeah. like they're drawn yeah. like younger teens. And then you feel that with the the kind of like sexualization that they talk about. That's not like happening in the show, but like that you see them talking about like dating and that pressure and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's it's kind of I would say an overcorrection, an intentional overcorrection, where like uh, Madoka. I mean, I guess they you know they could be as young as fourteen. They're they're in high school. Um, they are in middle school. But she's talking about mm-hmm. middle school. Oh, okay. I guess that would be a more appropriate. Uh, I guess my, my my point was my point was going to be that like the maturity of the topics they're discussing don't fit the mo- like the anim- the models of the characters we're introduced to. Yeah, they're visually specific. Like they're trying to make them look young and not in yeah, like yeah, that yeah. shitty gross anime way yeah, where they no, try and it, make people look exactly. Young. <laughs> it's just these are young girls. And yeah, so I don't know. I like I yeah, I get what you're saying, Austin. I like that they're sort of like approaching a a few of those topics, especially because like, you know, traditionally the magical girl stuff when they do the costume changes, when they do the other stuff like it, a lot of times magical girls is a layer of sexualization on top. Right. I mean, with Creamy Mommy, she literally becomes (laughs) an adult. (laughs) Creamy Mommy! (laughs) It's still so funny! (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry. It was a surprise. It was a surprise that you said it again. Though I've been thinking about it because there's a character named Mommy. There's a character named Mommy in this as well. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. I, uh, let's let's get to the, the the meat of this. There's a transfer student who shows up in Madoka's class, and uh, her name is Homura, and she's a girl from Madoka's dream that she had last night, which we should mention was kind of freaky. It was a freaky dream yeah. with like a spooky floating cityscape, and it looked and like the end of it, the world. It was <laughs> spooky, and and um, I mean, it was certainly strange, but it felt more prophetic than surreal mm-hmm. exactly and mm. and there's this weird cat thing there that was like you have to make a contract with me and become a magical girl and then she woke up and so this girl from her dream who was like fighting against a weird floating flower in the sky and like losing this girl has shown up and transferred into her class and immediately like beelines for her and is like hey take me to the nurse's office you're the you're the nurse's <laughs> aide right <laughs> And she's like, how the fuck did you know that? And it's like, I don't fucking care. Take me to the nurse's office. And this walk to the nurse's office is way more tense than you would expect out of this show. I think this is the first mm-hmm. moment when I when I remember watching this show the first time. I think this was the moment where I was like, what am I watching? Right. Like, <laughs> like yeah. it, is, it is uncomfortable. Because she Madoka, is so serious. Madoka's trying to be chipper and trying to kind of do that thing when you know that you like have to impress somebody and it's not working. <laughs> just like hey yeah making small talk like what do you think uh, do you like the school do you know where to go and and then and we and as she's saying things we keep having these really quick cuts to like very close up uh shadowed homura's face and she looks like she's either going to scream or cry and it's like really intense like i don't i don't know it's it's very it's very cool and then the weird shit that she says when they finally end up alone in like a sky bridge she's like she's essentially like if you like your life right now, then you should stay the way you are. Because if you decide to change, you're going to lose everything. And then, like, walks away. And yep. it's, it's mighty uh, spooky. Yeah. It's very spooky. And, it you know, it raises the questions of, like, what does Homura know? Like, how could she know these things? What is she implying? What's her whole deal? Anyway. um, It's it's a it's an interesting moment in an interesting episode. Um. And I, I really, I really liked it. Like from a filmmaking perspective, I thought it was very cool. Yeah, it sets up the final scene pretty well. What's notable from here is that Madoka and her friend, who is their friend with the blue hair? I didn't catch her name. Oh, it's Sayaka. Sayaka. So the two of them want to go to the mall and shop for CDs, I believe. And yeah. uh at that point, Madoka hears this voice in her head calling like, hey, Madoka, help me. I'm like in trouble. I need your help. And she wanders up to the like second floor of this mall that is out of service and finds this like bleeding cat creature. Kyube. Kyube. Yeah. Can I? This is such a digression, but can I don't know. I'm curious if you guys have had experiences similar to this. I have a recurring nightmare that takes place in a fucked up half finished part of a shopping mall. Is that like mm-hmm. there's something really upsetting about this whole set? Like the set. Are you of saying this. you've had this recurring nightmare? I'm saying I'm saying I have a recurring nightmare that like is not the same content every time, but there's this location that like in my dreams I'll go to. And it's like down some stairs in a shopping mall into a place that's like concrete half finished and has like old stores that no one's in. And it's like terrifying. Uh, So I don't know if my freak out at this was personal or if that's also something that you guys think is freaky. Well, I've had a few (laughs) recurring like 
themes, right? Like the, mm-hmm. all your teeth fall out or you forgot about a <laughs> test or whatever. Uh, I only have one recurring nightmare from when I was a very small boy, and it is bananas. Should we tell the story? Should we take a digression <laughs> down, down like, cycle? We'll like, just I'm cut gonna, it I'm in gonna, I'm, I'm going to give you like a minute. Tell me about this, this nightmare. You're on the I clock. Stay, I, I'm staying in a beach house in uh on whidbey island and outside the house there is a uh t-rex bones like a museum oh and it says it says don't touch and i touch it and then it turns into (laughs) a chad like a chad that doesn't turn into a t-rex it turns into a human giant like a normal like big giant okay and and uh well he's not a human he's a giant but and then he says uh, it doesn't say you just fucked up, but something to that to that effect, like you just blew it, boy. I'm gonna go get the human pound, and you're gonna regret it. And he storms off, uh, and, and then I wake up. <laughs> wow! I think yeah. the listeners can decide what that means for themselves, uh, including I don't my dreams. Go to the pound well. for our Patreon exclusive dream dream talk. <laughs> And Shane will draw our dreams, and uh, oh, I will, yeah, absolutely. We'll sell Please it on don't a T-shirt. Draw my na- Please don't <laughs> draw my childhood nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> so Madoka ends up in my recurring nightmare, and she, uh, yeah, she's chasing after this voice in her head. She ends up finding Kube. He like falls out of the ceiling, and he looks like really like beat to shit. And uh, and at this moment. Homura shows up again, looking like she wants to fucking kill Kyubei. Yeah, she, like comes, she comes out. She comes out spooky. Yeah, and she's like dressed different, and uh, it's really upsetting. And then Sayaka like sort of defuses the situation by blasting a fire extinguisher everywhere, and they run for it. Yeah, it was cool that her friend just like has just regular Moxie, just figures yeah. out, yeah, figures out also, a solution to the. the we definitely problem. thought she was going to be supporting character material you know like yep mm-hmm. she did not seem to take any initiative ahead before that and now she's kind of like leaping into action unprovoked which is cool <laughs> yeah and this is where everything falls to shit so uh a new art style uh sort of intrudes upon our visual as they end up like trapped in some sort of weird i don't know like like an like, incursion into our right our reality from like a world made entirely of serial killer magazine cutout messages <laughs> it's like london like london underground uh like uh monty python paper art yeah kind of yeah. stuff but yeah but it, extra surreal and yeah fu- it's weird it's, it's butterflies and butterflies and mustaches yeah. yeah and weird chanting uh-huh it's it's like it's very freaky and it's freaky in that sort of like uh I, I don't know not not uncanny valley but something similar to that right like when when there's visual incongruity that's sort of like uncomfortable feeling it's in untethered your gut. yeah from reality and from the show that we're watching yeah it's it's like and then a, a Sailor Venus type shows up. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, sort of saves the day. And I, I mean, and it's it does a great job setting up a, a pretty tense dynamic. I get the impression that these two uh, powerhouses are on the same team. But that, um, oh, what's, her, what's her face? Uh, Homura and Mommy. Uh, Homura and Mommy. I get the impression <laughs> that Homura is uh, sort of out of 
out of line in this moment from for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But yeah. not that she is the like central antagonist. I, I think that they're that they're sort of more or less on the same side is my impression. Right. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just getting the impression that like, I feel like everybody's evil in some way. Like there is just, (laughs) there is wickedness afoot and this doesn't feel right. This feels nasty and weird. They're all witches. They're all witches. (laughs) Austin's afraid of witches. Yeah. I will not suffer a witch to live. Uh, uh. It is, it is freaky though. Like, there's something about like at one point there's like they turn around and there's like 30 hovering pairs of scissors. Like there's something about the imagery <laughs> that they've chosen to use that is like extra weird. And chains. And unca- and chains and scissors. Yeah. Wait, yeah. so did, were the chains from Hamura? I think. From Hamura? I or think they just she. There? I thought they were sort of like a visual motif. I wasn't sure that they were real. Nobody was yeah, like it's having hard to, to bat say. them out of the way. She might. I mean, it's possible that she has, you know, controlling chains powers. It's mm-hmm. it's hard to say because mm-hmm. because fucking mommy shows up. This Sailor Venus character who's a year ahead of them in school. Mommy shows up and her power is to summon like 60 fucking Tanigashima or whatever rifles and shoot with gun. <laughs> oh, did we, did we meet her at the school? I totally missed that. If that was we her. never met her at the school. They just discussed oh. it. She's like, oh, you must be oh, from oh, this oh. this thing. Like, I'm oh, your second years. Yeah, that she goes. So she goes to the same school. But like. Yeah, she summons oh, you guys gun. Are eighth graders, lame. <laughs> lame. <laughs> I'm out of here. That's basically what she does. She's like, "You're so lame. Look at my guns." <laughs> well, so you have that happening, and then you've got Kube with his mm-hmm. little cutesy voice, and he's just like, "You have to make a pact with me. <laughs> let's sell let's your soul to me, please. <laughs> become magical girls. Do it, and yeah. nothing will go wrong." Yeah, and that's that's the mood we hit credits on. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and he uh, asks both Madoka and Sayaka to be magical girls. Right. Um, which is fun. It's like a double a double invite. Like, you know. Again, like you walk in not necessarily thinking she's gonna be a like a like a deuteragonist situation, but but they both I, are oh, here. Sorry, can can you say that again? I just want to hear you say it again. Deuteragonist? Yeah, there it is. <laughs> You like that I use your words? <laughs> My favorite cat's <laughs> character. <laughs> Old deuteragonist. <laughs> oh, now we're in Shane's zone. Can we do anything to get back to Rory somehow? Yeah, let's get out of the heavy side layer. Get out of here. <laughs> the jellical choice. Speaking of Shane Zone, speaking of the Shane Zone, I have prepared for our dear guest a treat on I, on, oh, on Saturday oh, Morning what? Tuesdays. This, everybody, is the debut of Saturday Morning Tuesdays, Fuck, Mary Kill. There's <laughs> one of the gun, one of the bum, and one who's the one. <laughs> I hope I'm going to put the panther sound in here, too. Oh, the panther sound's going everywhere. Uh, I'm a little worried, though, because everyone's so children. young in this show. <laughs> these are children. No, no, no. You don't know what I'm going to say yet. Tell me. So tell let's, me. let's okay, chill out. Right. Whatever okay, right. I says, three... we will, will or won't cut the sound. <laughs> Your three choices are Mr. Wise. Oh, so this is from both shows. So, from so, both shows. So, the wise oh, so this, is, this is the wise uh, man. Madoka's hot mom. Yeah, okay. Yep, that's who I would have put in, yep. And the Luna Ball. 
Oh, shit. Oh, I'm done already. I'm done. Okay, Shane, you go for it. You go yeah, first okay. this time. Yeah, okay, so I kill the Uniball because fuck that. The Lunaball. Kill it. Mm-hmm. The Uniballer. I blast it out of the sky. <laughs> done. Can't handle it. It's disgusting. I hate it. Okay. Um, I probably... You can get marry... high on hypno beams whenever you want, though, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> I marry Mr. Wise. Okay. Yep. I, I, I marry the wise man because, um, I don't know, I, I feel like we would spend eternity together <laughs> taking over the universe, right? Mm, yeah. Sure. Sounds sure. Nice. Yeah. And, then, and then I spend one super awesome night with that scary, dumb, sexy hot mom. <laughs> <laughs> because she, she's going to open her closet and I don't think I could be married to her. <laughs> But I could probably right. survive a night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like mm-hmm. it. I like it. Okay. I think I'm ready to go. So okay. I'm pretty sure I would marry business mom because <laughs> house husband. Are we yeah. kidding? Hello. That Wait, is do you the think you my garden mansion. Oh, you want to be house husband. I want to be mansion. house husband. <laughs> okay. I want to cook breakfast every morning. Yes. Thank you. Uh, yeah. And I yes. would probably fuck Mr. Wiseman. And also okay. got to kill the Luna Ball. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wow. I don't know that I can say no to the powers of the Luna Ball, though. <laughs> I like it. Is where okay. I'm at, I think. I think I, have a, I think I have a hard time because the Luna Ball, also you get to talk to someone from the future. So, like, that's kind of cool. You can get some good, good stock tips. Find out about GameStop ahead of time. You know, get in there. <laughs> uh and then, so I think I might marry the Luna Ball. I'm going to have one really, really awesome night with the mom in her really cool mansion. And then she'll kick me out, like, maybe that night? I don't know that she, like, business yeah, mom the, might you be get, like, You get nah. the boot at the stroke of midnight, like some, yeah. sort, of, like some sort of Cinderella, <laughs> the reverse Cinderella action. Just get out of I'm here. not waking up next to a pumpkin. You get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and, and then I kill the wise man. What about you, Rory? All right, I feel like you gotta marry. You gotta marry Madoka's hot mom. You gotta live. You've gotta live the lush life of garden father. In the- <laughs> <laughs> Tomato snipping daddy. <laughs> oh yeah, daddy. it's like cherry popping uh, daddies, except they're uh, cherry tomatoes. Yeah, exactly. I will. I will fuck the Luna Ball. I feel like we can sort of ride the white dragon as far as it goes. Okay. And yeah. one night with Luna Ball. One night with Luna Ball. Just. Just, I'm just gonna get wrecked on hypno beams. <laughs> well, it's always the first time, right? Like that's, yeah, that's oh, the shtick. Yeah. Yes. And I'll kill Mr. Wise because I feel like uh, I don't need a monologue for like for things that I clearly already know. I don't care how and, many and crystal points you have, dude. Yeah. It's not impressive. <laughs> if you're not gonna exchange them for sticky hands, I'm done with you. <laughs> His are uh, also covered. We g- we get it. Crypto's <laughs> crypto's gonna be big. <laughs> Have you bought my NFTs yet? <laughs> God, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I, I think so, we're I think we're I think already we're in, in the wrap. The wrap up. Up. Yeah, I was so, just. So I got to say, uh, for anyone who's completely lost, you should be listening to the Infinite Backlog because we do a fuck, Mary kill with Marvel characters from the comics that we read like every single week. I familiar with the concept of fuck, Mary kill. Oh, no, I know. It's just like why we're doing it out of nowhere oh, and because of shame. Really? 
So nah. you should check out Infinite I've, Backlog. Yeah, I force people to fuck, marry, and kill. <laughs> <laughs> he's like Saw, but for our like he's like Jigsaw, but for our podcast, it's very oh, fun. Oh yes, I am. I'm a sexy Jigsaw. <laughs> <laughs> We're sexy for Jigsaw. <laughs> Do you want to play a game? <laughs> oh, man. So, Shane, uh, I feel like you you texted me earlier. Was it maybe because you were watching extra of this? Is that right? You were moving on to episode two or? No. Well, no, I was I was telling you that I was watching both of these episodes multiple times today. Oh, it's second time. OK, OK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just watching it for a second time, but I am going to watch the show. I've already texted my boyfriend about it and we're going to destroy the show. <laughs> oh, good. I told it's, him not to bother we're gonna, me for the next eight hours. <laughs> we're going to ju- we're going to Jumanji rules all over. The show. <laughs> yes, I'm so yeah. pleased because because there's only I mean, obviously, a popular franchise cannot be left alone by the powers that be. So mm-hmm. there were 12 episodes of this show and it was amazing. And then there were like the anime recap movies and then like an anime sequel movie. And they made like little spinoff manga or something like, I don't know. There's like a, there's a mini media franchise around Madoka, but there's the 12 episodes stand alone. And I think they're really good and you don't have to do anything else. So it's an easy binge. Yeah. Uh, and we'll be watching the first three uh, ne- over the, this week and the next two weeks and yeah. then you'll be free Austin will be free to do the, do his binge like he's so doing right now with, with Star with Star yeah that's true yeah I guess oh, it's also Austin. worth saying from here on out if you don't want to get spoiled on Madoka then yes. uh, watch either you've just got start a week. watching it you've got a week to blast it out <laughs> you've got a couple <laughs> weeks I guess yeah if you want to really get to the get to the turn mm-hmm. apparently so you know uh, it's on every platform basically right <laughs> I know <laughs> It's on, <laughs> it's on Netflix, Hulu, on, and HBO on Max. Hulu, you have to watch it in English. Did you guys watch it somewhere else? Oh, no, I watched you... it in Netflix. I watched Netflix. I saw it on Netflix, so I saw it in Japanese. Yeah, so I will, I will be course correcting, but I didn't have enough time to like scour around. How I was the dub? Right was before. it okay? It was completely acceptable, but mm-hmm. I felt like just in general, I'm not as interested in what some you know localizer thought needed to be done. Right. Well, and there's so much in the text, too. Yeah. There's so much in the text. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Deuteragonist. (laughs) Um, I watched the dub, so bye. Wait, you watched the dub, Shane? Yeah, I... I, You didn't say watch the sub, bitch! (laughs) Well, I don't care which one you watched. I was just curious. I didn't know. I'll watch them both. Don't worry. It's totally it's serviceable. <laughs> it, it's it's not. It, it it didn't detract from it from me. It's just having now seen the first episode, I feel like I'm more curious what the director's original intent is than some schmuck in the U.S. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, some some guy named Kevin <laughs> who ruined Madoka for the English audience. <laughs> Shane, thanks for coming along. Thank you for having me. This was wonderful. Yeah, it's a treasure as always. I always, I always like having you know some people who appreciate the appreciate what we're watching. The finer arts, something the, the people finer who things yes. in life, <laughs> people who won't make fun of you. <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta have somebody on my side, you know. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when are you gonna get them on the show? <laughs> Budents. <laughs> hey, well, uh, we're gonna get the fuck out of this. This, I'm gonna go you know, uh, <laughs> This room has become very unsafe for Andy, so I think I'm going to have to see you next Tuesday. Back to the heavy side lair. <laughs> <laughs>